Well, good morning, everyone. As you know, of course, due to the provincial lockdown, we're only having online services right now. We are set to resume our in-person services on Sunday, January the 31st, as long as the lockdown is not extended. So please be making sure to check your emails and social media to find out about those updates as we progress. Um, if you have any prayer needs that you would like to submit to us uh, via email, we'll be so happy to keep you in prayer. We miss you, we're thinking of you, we're praying for you, and we really hope to see you again very soon. God bless and have a great day.
my one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I Good morning, EPC Church family. Thank you so much for joining us for Church Online this morning. And right now, we are going to be celebrating communion together, even though we are physically apart right now. But we're going to be joining together in one spirit, uh, celebrating the fact that Jesus died on the cross for us. So make sure you have your emblems and we can partake together. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 26, the Apostle Paul says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night that he was betrayed, the Lord took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake the bread this, together this morning. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Son, who was sent to the cross for us. God, we take the time this morning to remember his body that was broken for us. God, may we, may we dwell in the fact that you died for our sins. God, thank you for this sacrifice, this monumental sacrifice made for us. We love you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's partake together this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood that was poured out for us. God, once again, we thank you for the sacrifice you made for us, even though we were undeserving, even though we had sin in our lives. God, you made the choice to go to the cross for us. Lord, we love you. May we take the time today and every day to remember the sacrifice that was made for us. God, for your broken body and the blood poured out for us on the cross. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we give the rest of this time to you. In your name, amen. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? comes from you, maker of heaven, creator of the earth. Oh, how I need you, Lord. You are my only hope. You're my only Come and rescue me, come and give me life. 
121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. May God bless the reading of his word. Hello, everyone. Jennifer and I are currently in our 33rd year of marital bliss. Now, in any marriage, there are similarities and there are differences 
that you bring into a relationship. There are things that Jennifer and I fear equally, and there are things that we fear differently. Jennifer has a terrible fear of rodents, mice, rats. I would even include hairless cats. I have a terrible fear of anything that is sticky and roller coasters. Now put me on a sticky roller coaster and a heart attack or stroke may quickly follow. The problem is Jennifer absolutely loves roller coasters. Now in the early years of our marriage, operating with the belief happy wife equals happy life, I would face one of my greatest fears and accompany her on roller coaster rides, well, because I wanted her to be happy. I remember the day that her happiness ceased to be important to me. It was July 19th, 2002. I know this because the date is embedded in the photo that commemorates my final ever roller coaster ride. Please note the difference in facial expressions. Truth be told, most of us are facing daily fears that are much more significant than rodents or roller coasters. Added to the things that normally bring fear into our lives, you have the present COVID-19 pandemic, which has heightened and expanded our fears in ways that many of us have never experienced before. Fear has a way of dominating us, controlling us, draining us, causing us to default into survival mode. As I have been recently considering this reality, I have discovered in scripture examples of how God's presence and power during times of intense fear makes it possible to not only survive, but to thrive despite our fear. And so over the next few weeks, we will be considering some examples of God's presence and power causing people to thrive when facing intimidating odds. Today, we're going to begin by considering Psalm 121. And as we consider Psalm 121, we will see that we can overcome the fear associated with an uncertain future by reminding each other that God is always with us. The first point I want us to see in this scripture today is excited yet fearful. Psalm 120 to Psalm 134 together make up what is known as the 15 Songs of the Ascents, a liturgy, if you will, hymns that were recited and sung by pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem. There were three main festivals held in the city of Jerusalem each year, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. And these were very important events in Jewish life. Jewish males were expected to attend, participate, observe these activities, if at all possible. As a result, pilgrims from near and far would set out on a journey in groups from their hometowns, determined, destined for the holy city of Jerusalem. 
This Psalm 121 is likely one of the most well-known and most often quoted of these songs of the ascents. Jerusalem was located in the hills. The journey to Jerusalem was bittersweet. There was a great excitement and anticipation for what awaited these pilgrims upon their arrival, for the events that they would participate in while they were there. But there was distress as well. Not distress brought on by the pressure of an enemy's pursuit, but the fear of what potentially lay between the pilgrims and their destination. The road to the holy city passed through the hills and valleys that made it a treacherous and difficult journey. Thieves strategically made the most of these festivals. They easily hid in the hills which provided cover. Consequently, they caused great fear and harm to the travelers and the pilgrims on their way. And so the result was mixed feelings. There was excitement and anticipation on one hand, anxiety and fear for what potentially was waiting for them along the path on the other. Psalm 121 was usually a part of the beginning of the pilgrimage, spoken from the perspective of standing on the road, staring ahead towards Jerusalem and the hills that awaited them, knowing the joy that was waiting on the other end, yet not knowing the harm that could come to them along the way. Psalm 121 was literally sung or quoted at the beginning of their journey. The pilgrims were excited and fearful at the same time. The second thing I want us to see in our scripture today is individual yet community. The requirement to travel to Jerusalem for the festivals was an individual requirement. Each person was individually responsible to make the journey. Yet, at the same time, it was a community affair. Large groups of people would make the journey together. Traveling as a community gave them a greater sense of safety. It may serve as a deterrent to those who would harm them because, well, they would be outnumbered. If one became ill or injured on the journey, the others would take care of them. For many pilgrims, the journey would be weeks in length, depending on where they were traveling from. Having people with you made the arduous journey more palatable. But most importantly, they would encourage one another by reminding each other of God's promises, of God's presence, of God's protection. These songs of the ascents served as liturgy to still the fears as they made their journey together. Now in verses 1 and 2, you will notice the words like, I, I look to the hills, or my, where does my help come from? But in verse 3, it shifts from I and my to your. Promises like your foot will not slip or you watches over you. What we have here is a beautiful model of spiritual community. 
individuals pursuing their faith together. They are individuals, yet they are a community making the journey together so they can protect, care for, and encourage one another. The third thing we see from our scripture is unseen yet present. I want us to notice that there is nowhere in Psalm 121 where we hear God speak directly, nor do we see God act in any particular way. What we do hear and what we do see is a group of pilgrims who are encouraging one another, who are minimizing one another's fears by reminding each other of truth about God. They're building up each other's faith. The truth that they are speaking is not some random made-up information. God has already spoken it or demonstrated it somewhere along the way, and they are reminding one another of it. This is who God is. This is what God has done. Therefore, we have nothing to be afraid of. We will not only survive this journey, but we will thrive on this journey. I don't know about you, but I would have loved to have been there when this liturgy was unfolding. When all of the pilgrims were standing there, can you picture it? With their families and their travel supplies, straining their eyes down the long, uncertain road, wondering what dangers awaited them, feeling fear and excitement simultaneously welling up within them. And then the silence is broken with one who is leading the liturgy, who yells out the question at the top of their lungs, where does my help come from? Now it's a rhetorical question, a question intended to remind them to shift their focus away from their fear to the one who will protect them. I can almost hear the roar of the crowd as they respond in unison, our help comes from the Lord. And with that, fears begin to melt and faith begins to build. And the leader of the liturgy continues, our Lord, that's where our help comes from. It comes from our Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Our Lord will keep our feet from slipping. Our Lord never sleeps. See, the pagans believe that their deities slept during the winter months and were revived in the seasons of growth and harvest, but not their God. He was with them in every season. He is so close to them that they were in his shadow, in the shade of his presence, experiencing his protection. Whether day or night, God is with them, watching over them for the return trip, not just one way, not just, just to get there, but also to bring him, them home. He says, in their going and in your coming. And not just on this trip, but every single day.
They may not see God with their eyes. They may not hear with their ears. But there is no question that he is with them. We recently celebrated the beginning of a new year. Most of us were happy to see 2020 slide out of view. It was a difficult year for many. Difficult physically, difficult emotionally, difficult relationally, difficult mentally, and even spiritually. But here we find ourselves staring down the road of a new year. Now, typically a new year brings a renewed sense of optimism and hope. A new year brings new opportunities. But the truth is, it's easy for us to feel conflicted, excited about potential improvement, yet cautious about our current reality. Like the pilgrims, it is easy for fear to rise up within us and overwhelm us as we face the unknown. As we stare down the uncertain road, it is important for us to be reminded that even though our faith is personal, we live out our faith in community with each other. We are all a part of something bigger than ourselves. Doing life together conquers loneliness. Doing life together enables us to take care of one another. Doing life together enables us to watch out for one another. It allows us to encourage one another during our difficult times. I know that during COVID, during lockdown, we are asked to isolate and we should follow all of these requests. But we can still connect with one another. We can connect with a phone call. We can connect with an email or a text, a porch distance visit. There are many who are feeling forgotten right now. I wanna encourage you to do whatever you can to connect with them. Don't let anyone travel alone. Let's remind one another about where our help comes from, who God is, what God has done, and what God has promised still to do. Be the one to yell out the question, where does my help come from? And be the one to remind others that our help comes from the Lord that God is watching over us, that God is always with us, that God is close even when circumstances cause him to feel distanced, that God is our strength and God is our hope. Be the one who inspires faith, not fear. Be the one who speaks truth, not conspiracies or lies. Be the one who reminds others that even though we may not see God with our eyes or hear God with our ears, he's with us. Many of us could say today 
that COVID was not the biggest source of fear or hopelessness or heartache or even disappointment for us in 2020. It just really heightened everything. Many of us could admit today that there were moments in 2020 when we wondered if we were going to make it through. We wondered if we had what it would take to keep going. Many of us experienced moments when things were low. And in those moments, we received that timely email, that text, that phone call from someone whose sole purpose was to encourage us, to support us, to help us, to keep going. The truth is, we need each other. We are meant to travel this road together. We are meant to encourage one another along the way so that fear is replaced by faith. You see, we can overcome the fear associated with an uncertain future by reminding each other that God is always with us. I will trust, I will trust, 
Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that this service has been meaningful for you. If we can be of assistance, please do not hesitate to email us or call us, and we'll be as prompt as we possibly can to respond to you. May God bless you, and may you have a wonderful week.